Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the DNVR Rapids podcast. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. It's a beautiful day in Denver, fellas. I'm with the fellas. We got a lot to talk about. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going to introduce the homies. It is Super Yaya. Finally got it You got it. In. You got it. Final Evolution Yaya. You <laughs> have, That's what I you have leveled up. You're like uh, <laughs> Blastoise over here. Oh, Blastoids. Yeah, I'll quote that. That's the that, final yeah. evolution. Yeah, I take, I'll yeah. take that. That's fine. Yeah. It's not my favorite Pokemon, but I'll take it. He's a very cool Pokemon. He's cool. I'll take it. Uh, Charizard. You got Charizard. Go Interesting. Yeah. Fire. Didn't take you as a fire guy. Yeah. Um, just kidding. Yeah, Selena, Chicago, I'm pretty done down it. for it. Yeah. All right. And with me, downtown, what's your favorite Pokemon Brown? What's uh, up, dude? I am too little, old for that. A little dated for Pokemon, but here's a fun Pokemon story for you. See, my birthday was Saturday. Okay. My present from my eight-year-old daughter was a Pokemon game for Nintendo Switch. Interesting. Which wow. sounds like she, she got a present for herself. She's really enjoyed the <laughs> present that she got for me. I mean, herself. Love that. All you, week. Do you personally She's, own a Nintendo Switch? Yeah, we have a Nintendo Switch. No, no, but do you personally own one that you play? No, I bought it for us so we can... <laughs> I really don't play it that much, but uh, she's becoming quite the Pokemon trainer. So, wow. Yeah. That's I awesome. I like the little duck, Psyduck or whatever. Yeah. Gotta catch them all. All right, we could talk. We, that's a whole other podcast. Like we, could, we could go ones. on for hours. Next, next week's slot is going to be like, which Rapids player? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rapids player oh, all right, guys. Good. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to dig into the price injury, of course, and replacements, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about this Austin game this weekend because we have to. I don't know if we want to, but we certainly have to. Uh, but first, we got to get into this, and it's it's not the most recent article, but we've been talking about it a lot. Yep. Talking about Don Garber, talking about MLS uh, legacy clubs, right? Obviously, nine of the ten founding clubs still around, um, and pretty much all of them are struggling, right? Like, sure. when you look at the powers of this league, it's expansion clubs with money. That have come in very recently, right? Um, and they're coming in hot. And if you look at, uh, so Forbes releases their their value rankings. Um, St. Louis was not included in this, but this is this year. This is 2023. Um, this was released in February. Uh, Colorado, your Colorado Rapids, dead last, <laughs> worth 350 million dollars. Uh, average value, ra- if you just you know do the rankings, is five hundred and seventy nine million dollars. So they're not even close to average value. Um, they were the last time they did these uh, value rankings was twenty nineteen. Um, they were scheduled, to, you know, they do them every couple years. So um, 
uh, COVID kind of messed that up, and I, I just think they didn't do it. But in 2019, they were valued at $190 million. So, yes, it's grown, but the average then was 313 So they, again, very far below average, right? Um, you look at this weekend. They, they released this weekend's attendance. Five of the bottom six games were original clubs. Yep. Sorry, not original clubs, because Chicago Fire is technically not an original club, but they're a very old first club, so I'm including them. The yes. first iteration of correct, MLS. Correct, MLS correct. So I'm going to say legacy clubs, legacy yeah. clubs. Five of the bottom six in attendance, legacy clubs. I don't know where exactly we want to go with this, because I think there's about 20 ways to go with this, but when you hear all that information, Dwayne, when you hear the low value, when you see the low attendance, when you see these clubs that should be the, the bedrock of this league are basically worthless, like where do you... Where's your mind go first? <laughs> I don't know if I'd say worthless. Worthless! <laughs> a lot of zeros in that number. Um, no, I mean... Think six. There's six zeros. <laughs> it's a lot of zeros. It's a lot of zeros. Um, I mean, I think it's sad. It is That's where my, my brain goes first. Um, and, you know, it's just as a legacy club, I, th I think there should be... You know, there should be like an historic relevance to those clubs as being founding, you know, original 96 clubs. Um, so, you know, I think there's I, I, I think that's a bummer. I think it's sad. Um, I think it's incredibly hard to compete with these new clubs because they're in cities with um, hungry fan bases that are not used to soccer. So getting a soccer club um, is an exciting thing. Everyone's jumping on board, um, you know, and as a Rapids fan, like I'm jealous of that because yep. it's like you see St. Louis, you see Atlanta, you see Austin, um, and, and they've just they've got so much going on and so much excitement in those cities and in that stadium. Um, but you can't deny that the blame falls, you know, upon the ownership of these clubs, um, you know, and, and whether it's uh, stadiums that are, that are falling away and need to be updated or it's, uh, having this history and legacy and you've had, you know, so many, you've had decades now to cement that in the cities and, and, and it hasn't happened or that's fallen off, then, um, you know, you, you've got some responsibility and sure. accountability that, sure. that falls on the owners. For that. I'm curious to that because I would say, so you look at the nine original teams that are in the league right now, right? Galaxy, United, SKC, Columbus, Red Bulls, New England, San Jose, FC Dallas, and Colorado. Yeah. Obviously, Kroenke doesn't have a great uh, reputation as an owner within the MLS. But in that, group, again. in that group, you're talking Anschutz. Um, I don't think I wouldn't call Red Bull a bad ownership group no. when it comes to soccer. I wouldn't. So to me, when my thought goes to this, isn't necessarily a good owner, bad owner thing, because I think there are good owners in those legacy classes. I just think there's a stink to original MLS that you can't shake that. This is a bottom league without talent. And for some reason, no matter how much talent, no matter how much money, no, how you know, no matter which DPs are brought into these old school clubs, the market says that, oh, well, those represent a bad time in the MLS. Is that a fair take, Yaya? Partly, but you also look at clubs. Red Bulls are pretty, Red Bull is pretty popular, at least. With national pundits, they really enjoy Red mm -hmm. Bull. Galaxy's talked about quite a bit. Second it's, most valuable franchise. Exactly. Yeah. So 
part of it's kind of true. The the to me, part of it also is um. These teams were guinea pigs for the MLS. Mm-hmm. They saw what worked and didn't work, what was going to capture the American audience. And during those tests, they were during those tests they were used like they all. You look back at all these stadiums. Where are all these stadiums at? In urban locations, they saw that fans weren't driving, weren't going in do- droves to these stadiums. And now you look back and you're like, wow, maybe we shouldn't have it in more urban locations. Maybe we should bring them more to a central location like downtown. Sure, and you've seen that with all these expansion clubs. You haven't. Austin is mm-hmm. one of the rare exceptions with these newer clubs mm-hmm. that was kind of brought in and a little bit outer, but Austin's also smaller. Right, right. So to me, it's like these teams are used as guinea pigs. They were used as, let's see what works and doesn't work. Who's going to actually pay attention to this? And how can we get these teams more people? And once they got the formula they wanted, they kind of forgot about them and started doing things to help the expansion clubs and saw what worked and didn't work in the U.S. Right? And you have to remember, when these teams started... And these decisions were made on on where to put these teams. Is that the teams were not owned by the owners? The teams were owned by the league, correct? Exactly by the, the, by the league itself, which is weird. Um, so there there was this collective decisions being made for all teams, when really each of these cities and each of these teams probably should have had more individual um, attention paid to them. Where you know, like where instead of being all decisions made. For all clubs, because the league owns them, you know, more individual owners back then maybe would have propped them up on on a stronger foundation. Yeah, and what know? was it? Anshuwa's own, like, seven of the teams, six of the teams, yeah. something like that? I mean, he propped up the league. I mean, yeah, yeah, including, like, the Rapids, like, for a <laughs> yeah. while there. Correct. Colorado, the Colorado person. Yeah. But even you look at the Galaxy, and they're not... They're valued pretty highly because they're in L.A. They're talking $925 million. Yeah, but they're, they're because of their location. Yeah. And the people they brought in and the legacy they have their own stadium exactly yeah because they won trophies but you compare them to lafc the stadium is not as full as lafc no not at all and it's right next to the usc stadium yeah and it has a lot more people going to it it has a lot more hype it surpassed the galaxy as the most valuable franchise being a billion dollars why because they the new bump the new expansion really gave lafc that new um new feel new kid on the block kind of thing that you everybody really enjoyed sure when you look at just values three of the top four in the league are expansion teams lafc atlanta and nycfc all at 800 million or more lafc is valued at a billion dollars galaxy is second they're an original club united dc united is fifth also a also an original club but six of the nine Original clubs left in this league are valued below the average value of a club. And Sporting Kansas City is only $11 million above that average line. So you're essentially saying that seven of the nine original clubs are worth league average or less. Does that include stadiums and stuff too, though? I don't know where these numbers come, so I'm asking Forbes. that. Okay. <laughs> Pretty you know, legit. Like, so, like, how can I get those numbers more than anything? Thank you. Uh, have you heard of them? <laughs> Ever heard of it? Uh, here's what I mean. If you're a new club, you know, you're, you're getting bought with today's money mm-hmm. versus 20 years ago money. Um, but you also have that brand new stadium, which is worth a whole bunch more than these older stadiums. 
Sure. So just by existing, you're already at an advantage. Well, Atlanta doesn't have anything to do with the Falcon Stadium, so. and they're valued at $850 million. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and okay. the Falcon Stadium has nothing to do with their value. So that was my question. Do the yeah, stadiums count? I mean, so, it counts okay. into some of them, but like Atlanta doesn't have a stadium. I don't think it might count, actually. NYCFC plays... No, it's, it's all part of it. Okay. Uh, NYCFC plays in Yankee Stadium. They don't have a stadium. They're valued. They're the fourth most valuable club in the league, right? There you go. Um, it's definitely part of it. It's definitely part of it, which is even more surprising that Colorado's value is is dead last with owning all that real estate, all that area for your academy to train, all of that stuff. That all factors in, and they are still complete bottom of the barrel. It also, but that stadium's a bargain right now. Yeah, it is. Oh, for sure. And I mean that in the sense that it exists and it's not great. So it's you know it's not going to be valued super high. It It ain't Park Place, you know. It's it's Mississippi Avenue or one of the purple squares in Monopoly. Sure. Yes, correct. We're not talking. Yeah, this is not Broadway. (laughs) Right. This isn't even Marvin Gardens. I don't know where that is, actually. It's the only other name I can think of. That sounds like an orange property. Yeah, this is an orange one for sure. Um, It's just interesting to me that, like, these bottom clubs, uh, when you look at expansion, I said new expansion. So, I mean, I did a whole thing on this. I have a whole table. I do have spreadsheets. I'm very proud of my spreadsheets. I said uh, recent expansion, I said 2015 or later was my cutoff because that's the bulk of the expansion clubs. Um Above league average, you're talking Inter Miami, Charlotte, which also doesn't play yep. in their own stadium. Um, Austin, NYCFC, Atlanta, LAFC. Um, the only real bottom value club in the bottom third is Orlando City, and they have their own awesome stadium. Yeah. Right? Everyone else is in the top two thirds. I think Orlando is also kind of smaller than most of the markets. Yeah. These expansions yeah. came in, like yeah. except for maybe Austin, but Austin also has a big. Um, and they got a huge, in my opinion, I think they got a huge boost from the Latin community. Sure. And another huge boost from uh, Matthew McConaughey. Well, you think Orlando, I mean, Florida definitely has, I mean, it's, you know, leans more Caribbean, Cuban but also, versus actual Miami. South America. Yeah, that's yeah. more Miami. That's and Miami. I think well, sure, but I mean, like older people. Yeah, you're right. But they also only have to compete with the Magic, too, right? There's no, yeah. you know, there's like. There's nothing else there. Like, right. It's kind of like Austin, where it's like they are one of the main would attractions. Would you rather go to a hot soccer stadium with no AC yeah, I mean, look at Tampa or go to Bay Disneyland. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, I would Well, I would yeah, probably we're, we're, plan we're, my trip about okay, doing that, both because I'm a sicko. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just an interesting conversation, man. And, and you know, I don't know what Garber says is going to do. I don't think any of us do. He wants, he you know, his he sees the problem. It's not yeah. hard to see. It's not like I did a lot with this. I got five columns on here and, you know, an organized organized that way in terms of value 2023 value 2019 their four-year growth um what their revenue is what their operating income is um here's okay if we just want to keep harping on the rapids i guess might as well let's see so uh talk about it so four-year growth average four-year growth so from the 2019 release of the forbes list to uh this year's forbes list the average Value growth of a club in the MLS is $261 million. Right? Almost yeah. <laughs> almost what the uh, Rapids are worth. They only increase their value $160 million, which is very much on the low end. Chicago is the only club that increased less than $100 million. Also don't play in their own stadium. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it's just uh, revenue from 2022 – 
league average, 55 million. Rapids, 33 million. Let's let's bring up B Ray's comment because he's an accountant and knows, <laughs> I'm not even. He knows things that I could never hope to know. Um, <clears throat> he says you need to remember though that. Uh, boy, that's far away. He's basically saying that because enter. you pay your expansion fee is on your balance sheets, that's why the value is so high. That's kind of true, but that's a negative asset. That's not a positive asset. That's money out the door. And the other thing kind that of like, doesn't make you more valuable. And kind of circling back to what like, the Rapids are, when you look at the Rapids, their value increases just by more expansion teams joining the league. Yeah, literally, because like, they get money in their pocket. And, and not just yeah. that, like. Okay, so the new expansion team is going to probably have to pay around 500 to $550 million for number 30, right? So what does that mean for the Rapids? That means that now they're worth 500 to $550 million because that's what the price is being set at, at the very, just to join the league. That's what that price is being set out for the Rapids. So there's really no, not much incentive for original clubs that have owned this team for $10 million, $50 million, $90 million to sell right now or invest in the team because... Their price is increasing without doing anything. Sure. I mean, you look at the last three teams all all paid what Colorado is worth or slightly less to enter this league. And if you're, you know, and this all came from a project I had to do for school, which is would you pay your, would you buy your, your favorite team for their value? And the answer is if I can just start an expansion, expansion franchise for $350 million in the MLS, why would I buy the Rapids? Like what, you know, like seriously, why, like, what's the point? I want Yaya to buy yeah. the Rapids. I was about to way. say, <laughs> we, we, we had a, call, a talk this morning and uh, Yaya's got some ideas. My I friends. have this uh, running bit <laughs> that's going to become true one day that I'm going to buy the Rapids, Illiches and Dicks for a billion dollars when I become a billionaire. And uh, first thing I'm doing is I'm building them a brand new stadium right there in Illich Gardens. Uh, second thing I'm doing, I'm going to partner up with Trey Parker so he can be part owner. Oh. South, South Park be up in that. Uh, <laughs> Love that. Have Rapids on South Park and have Casa Bonita inside the Rapids stadium. Nice. Nice. Some of the food it, so Grant, inside you know, the stadium. Grant points out that there's a lot of teams with high attendance. I mean, D.C. United does not have high attendance. They have been no, I've terrible. Seen yeah. They are very, very low on the attendance factor. They're worth $700 million. They haven't had high attendance in years. But they got a I, brand new stadium. That sits yeah. empty. But I think it's still worth something. That's true. I, I think the value really comes from uh, the championships they won. Yep. Kind of like 100%. the Galaxy. Yep. It comes from being uh, successful. So for like teams like Chicago that haven't won in a while, teams for the Rapids that haven't won in a while, what value do you have if you're not a winning franchise? Yeah. And that winning cures all, yeah. including money problems, including attendance problems. And that's the biggest thing. The Rapids haven't won. They haven't won since 2010. Last time they were good was 2021, and you saw how packed the stadium was, right? You were hearing people complaining about, oh, the fan base sucks. Oh, it was the leak, darling. People were talking about it like it was Philadelphia right now. Yeah. And that's one of the things. Winning solves all these problems, and that's, I, that's where it gets really hard for me. Like, what can Don, Don Garber do to help these teams? Is it just lip service? Is he going to go out there and be like, oh, you got to spend more money? Are you really going to make your employees, because he's employed by the owners. He's sure. not... He's not in charge of the owners, you've employed by the right. owners. Are you going to go tell them your employees, hey, your employers, hey, I need you to spend more money on this? I mean, not, it's not going to work. Like, I do think that the the easiest thing to do is just one, implement salary floors, right, to force people to spend competitively with the rest of the league on yeah. players, um, and that's that's probably step one. Um, 
by getting better players on rosters, you know, in theory, you're going to have more people come to games to watch better teams play. Uh, <laughs> again, true, in theory. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really hard spot. And, and I think it's Garber's biggest test and will be. He, you know, he's, he's finally acknowledging it. Um, you know, we'll see where he goes with that. Any other quick last thoughts before we move on to our next topic? I think it's totally fake. Yeah, like part of I, me, that's what I we're just, gonna talk about. It. Like, not, I just, yeah. I, what's I totally fake? This whole letter from Garber about MLS University and all of holding teams accountable and why? I'll believe it when I see it. And right now, I got zero belief that that's anything more than a press release. Interesting. That's I, I really have zero faith in that that whole MLS University thing. I'm kind of with brain on this one because, like, what can he do? He can make simple rules, but how far is that really going to push the teams? It all comes down to ownership and how much they want to invest. And how are you going to tie your? But it do, I mean, it. I mean, it. It doesn't all come down to that, though. Unless you're saying that when you look at these numbers, that it's only bad owners at the bottom. It's the ownership groups are too diverse. Some of these original clubs are worth a ton of money and have done very well. Some, but for the most part. You know, saying it's only bad owners just feels like a cop out to the actual problem of. To me, it's just this old, it's just the old stink of MLS where it wasn't a legit league. But it is now the owner's responsibility to fix it. Yeah, fix the they the literally are your yeah, team. I mean, they own, they're the ones in charge. The buck stops with them. Of they're course, it charge. does. And also, like Galaxy, the thing that Galaxy and DC United have in common is that they've won a lot of championships. It's sure. winning. Why? Because their owners invested early enough, early in the early years of um, of them. So what happened? They have good reputation because they won. If the Rapids had a, had won that '97 Cup, and then they won the 2010 Cup, they got two cups under their belt. Sure. And that has that changes. A lot of a little bit. I don't know rapid. how much it does to their 2023 value. And not it doesn't change. You know, their 15 years ago almost. It it doesn't change their value, but it changed how people look at them. Two MLS cups compared to one MLS cup is a big difference in some people's lives. Well, like, do you think FC Dallas is a bad ownership group? They have probably the best uh, academy in the league, right? They invest a ton of money up and down the organization. I don't think that's a bad ownership group, but they're just super low on the value rankings. I can't. Cups? I'm not going to blame the owners for that. How many cups does FC Dallas have? Probably zero. Yeah. They got so, no wins and their stadium stinks. And that's my, my point. You sure. invest to win. You, these are the investments they're making is investments long term because that's when they saw players like Weston McKinney and all these players that they're making money in return. It's not just an, it's a business transaction sure. for them, which is what sports are, if we're completely honest. It's a, it's a business investment. Now, I haven't, done, you know, I haven't done a ton of research on getting like, you know, looking at do original NBA clubs, or original NFL clubs, like where they rank in terms of value. But I just think I think so much of it just has to do with the market's perception of what the league was when that team came to town versus now. Right. And I think LAFC being super successful lifts Galaxy because yeah. they're in the same market. Right. Yeah. When you have NYCFC and Red Bull. That East Coast helps in Philly. That helps lift United, right? Well, like see United's the one that I put there, and I'm like, yeah. What is that? Like they're just I again. I think the winning is what really elevates. Sure. They I mean, winning winning solves everything. Yeah, cups. I mean, they have the cups, and it brings their like value I mean, up. You you can blame it on the stink or the owners or or whatever, 
But ultimately, whether it's the owner's fault or not, it's their responsibility. Well, yes. So obviously, I, and and right now, you know, not a lot's being done. So to remedy that, so again, it just it all. That's comes where down, the responsibility falls for me. To me, it all comes down to how much can Don Garber do? Was it just lip service to quiet some fans sure. for a little bit? Yeah. And then like the plans are not till twenty twenty seven because expansions coming. And then they still, we'll have find to, out. they still have to figure out with the World Cup and all that stuff. Like, yeah, we'll find out. So. We'll find out. Okay. It's definitely an interesting thing. It's definitely not a thing to keep an eye on. I know everyone on soccer Twitter demands accountability for everything. We'll see how much they demand. <laughs> Garber follows up on this. That's everyone's favorite word on the internet these days. Um, all right. We're gonna we're gonna we are going to get into this Austin game. There it is. Uh, but first, we gotta talk about the homies at Shady Rays, Homie baby. Time. We love Shady Rays. I wore mine on my dog walk today. It's fantastic. Uh, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Ooh, new ad read. I love it. Uh, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we have worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase together. With their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact from building... Uh, playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventures of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNVR for 50% off two pairs or more of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people. Um, also, Breckenridge Brewery and DNVR have teamed up to give away to give some lucky DNVR fans the ultimate game day experience: VIP tickets, Lexus Club access, parking, and DNVR merch. Today is the last day to sign up, guys. So please sign up if you want this. If you get to go watch the Nuggets and Pelicans and a courtside seats. Courtside fit. You get to wear your best fit. Courtside fit? You get a small Jokic. I always... I'm very we talk obsessed. about smelling people too much. Let's say, change it. I was, I was <laughs> like, we talk about this way too much. When you say we talk about smelling Jokic, I'm not part of that we. No, I didn't say we. I said you get to smell Jokic. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm obsessed with smelling players. Sweat is my, my perfume. It comes up way too often on this podcast. It, it should be actually a good episode. <laughs> but guys, please sign up. The link is down below this YouTube channel. It's your last, last, last time to sign up. Um, and also, if you if you can't find the link, the link is at uh, the dnvr.com slash sweeps and dot com and you can find some really cool stuff so please 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 sign up guys all right let's talk about it let's actually talk about a rapids game i guess i'm so bummed and down going to austin austin was second in the in the west last year made it to the western conference final They've had a rough go of it this year, not as rough as the Rapids, but I wouldn't say it was, it's was. it been a good year for them. It hasn't. Um, obviously, losing 3 nothing to Violet 
in CCL. Um, they have bounced back with... Oh, I lied. They bounced back from that with a 2-1 win over Salt Lake. Didn't win by enough against Violet in the return game. And then it was they won 2-0, but lost 3-2 on aggregate. And then they lost 2-0 shutout uh, at Houston. So pretty rough stretch for Verde. And I think all of us were really high on Austin. Yeah, we were. So what happens when a uh, movable (laughs) object, what's the saying? When a uh, unstoppable, when a stoppable force meets a movable object, what happens? Chaos. 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 That is my only hope for this game. <laughs> it is two bad teams missing. Uh, it's just, it's not gonna. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you start with this, man? I don't know what to. I don't even know where to start. First of all, they're just neither team is good. First of all, they had a. Um, has only four shots on on goal so far for Austin. So there's that. Everyone uh, was right. Congratulations, Twitter. Uh, Josh Wolf is calling out players publicly, and when he talks about Ragoni and Fakunis and uh, even Drewski a little bit, he called them out. Like, so there is some turmoil in that locker room. They're looking for better results right now. My biggest thing with this is Owen Wolf is on international duty right now. Owen Wolf, son of Josh Wolf, which is the manager, has been playing a lot better than their captain. Alex Ring. So now that you, Alex Ring was starting at center back, which they have been super depleted at too. Yep. So this team is kind of just everywhere right now. And they need to look for st- some stability. And right now when they were fighting it with Owen Wolf, he leads for international duty. So like, what do you do if you're Austin? You know what helps? Getting the Rapids on the road, dude. That certainly helps any <laughs> terrible team. It does. It really does. But it's also like, can the Rapids take advantage of this? Dwayne? I don't know, man. Like, I'm in such a weird place with the Rapids right now. Like, everything's going on. You know, it's the gift right now with all of the the math flying around my head. Uh, I just, I don't know. I This is where I'm at. I feel like this might be the first week that I predict the Rapids not to win, and that hurts me. I will. To the core. I'm not going to predict a road win ever so, this year. I, well, Why I would will. you? I already have. That's true. Um, I might not even predict Actually, I did year. too, but I won't the rest of the year. So I didn't actually. I picked this. I hope win to one. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I guess right now I'm just like you said earlier. Like I'm I'm rooting for chaos at this point. You know, not in a any more people get injured sort of way uh, for either team. Like I don't I don't like to see anybody get get injured, okay. but. Uh, I'm just I'm hoping for chaos in the way that last year that that Red Bulls match where everything was just crazy and who knows right. what's going to happen it's because too early in the season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Between these two teams, so, I think there's enough wild cards I mean, to, we'll, to make that happen. We'll get into the to the uh, uh, Jack Price injury later. Third segment. We're going to really dive into it. Obviously, he's out for the game. Yappy and Rubio. International Gone. duty. Yep. Um, Beta, Gers back. Bombito. Uh, Bombito's out. Beta and Gers back are questionable. questionable. Um, Keegan is back though. Oh, Galvan questionable. Galvan, Galvan questionable. questionable. He didn't. He was at practice, did some work, but him, Keegan, and Sam were all sitting on the side. But Sam's not on the injury list either, so that might have just been precautionary. Um, I don't. So it's like. 
One, I think the thing we have to look at is what are they going to do in attack, right? Two, with Keegan back, I'm really excited for that five back. Yep. Like, really excited for that five back. And three, are you going... Are you going more Ralph or are you going more Max in the midfield? Where do you guys want to start? I think we should go with the back five. Back five? Yeah. Yeah. So. To me, the back five has been the only thing that's worked. Right? And I saw people complaining about the defense on Twitter this week. And I'm like, what, what else do you Pretty good. Save for game been, one. Well, even, yeah, game one was terrible. Even last week, it was a penalty and a free kick. Yeah. That was deflected. That's yeah. not... I think that's run of play, defense. this defense has been yeah. amazing. I was, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the defense that's really short up its errors a lot. You saw it against KC. No real dangerous chances. At and all. the few that they had, I mean, they had some because Yarby had some great saves. But Yarby was back there as the wall. But, like, they were pretty, it wasn't because of mistakes. It was, like, great plays from SKC. Yeah. Same thing with uh, San Jose. That The reason they lost is because of a moment of brilliance from uh, Christian Espinosa. Last week, what was it? Last week, it was because... That handball? It was a handball. And the free kick. And a free kick. And again, that free kick was kind of a moment of brilliance again. That it was perfectly taken in front perfectly of everybody deflected. and perfectly headed to the place. The one place Darby couldn't get to in yep. the on the whole thing. You're right. So either the biggest issue to me is not the back five. It's not the defense. They've shored up their mistakes, which is the one thing you can ask about this team. The MLS is not known for clean sheets. The MLS is not known for good defense. And the... So they're going to get scored on. It's part of the league. It's part of what's done in this league. It's a high-scoring league. How many times do you tune in into MLS uh, wrap-up or MLS 360, and it's 3-2, 2-0, 3-1. Like, yeah, it's a yeah, high-scoring. Yeah. Last year was, last week, it was 5-1. It's not a league where where stout defense is something that's going to win you games all but the time. But I think they can hang their hat on it. Exactly. Right. It's something that you can look at and be like, well, at least they're beating them because the other team's offense is just kind of good. Right. <laughs> it's not just they're making mistakes like in the first game. So, okay, so defense is functioning and doing its job. Say that's one or two goals on the road, right? Maybe okay. one. This is a relatively potent offense when it's clicking. It hasn't been clicking. Yeah. But when it's clicking, this is a potent offense. But if your defense is doing a job, that means your offense has to do its job. To me, Dwayne, I don't think I've been more worried about an offense doing its job than I have for this game this week, and it's the Rapids. And I don't know what to expect or what I even want to see. I feel, uh, well, first of all, I totally see where you're coming from. I think we all do, um, especially you know where we've, we've really hung our hat for every offensive match this season on Yappy so far, and now he's gone. Rubio finally came back, but then he's gone. Um, so now we're left with some real question marks about who's going to be playing up top, um, who's going to be in that striker role, um, how does it affect the wingers, is it someone that we normally see on the wing that shifts over into that role? Um, so, yeah, I totally agree 100%. That is... The biggest question mark probably all season so far. Um, at the same time, it's also possibly outside of the outside of the opener, the most interested and and most interesting setup that we've had because like we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, like yep. um, you know, is it is it gonna be Cabral starting up top and? Is it just going to be him, or is it going to be two up top, and, and it's going to be, uh, I don't know, um, 
Barrios and Cabral up top. What does that even look like? Um, you know, do my, we see Calvin Harris? Do what do we see up there? My gut tells me it's two, uh, two wingers playing a little more closer to the edge of the box yeah. versus way out on the wings, right? I think we're. My guess would be Acosta gets the start with that. Might be. Actually. But if you're playing that back five, maybe you do just drop Ronan and put Max and let Max kind of become the de facto third attacker. I would love that. Um, I think there's a lot of ways to go, but I would guess Barrios because he's started so Every far. Match, yeah. Um, and I I think it'd go with Jonathan Lewis would be my guess. And so that was go, my next question. Is like, do, we yeah. see, do we see Jonathan Lewis back on the yeah. pitch for I think, a, a significant amount of time? I think in a, in a time like this when you're down... You know, you're down a lot of chips at the poker table right For now. For sure. Robin Frazier is not the type of guy to really risk it when it comes to this kind of situation, which to me says either Nicholson or Lewis with Barrios. Yaya, what do you think about that? I think that's the way to go. I think that would be because you get speed. If you're not going to get shots, at least try to get behind the defense right. and long balls, especially when you're playing away and the home team usually control the ball. If you're going to play that fluid counter, you need a lot of speed. And those two guys bring it. I can also see a 3-4-3 on attack, which would be either you got your back three and Lawless, Danny, and Maxu. Your wing backs, whether it be Gavon, whether it be Marcanic again. Gers With kind back. of a Bassett. Or no, Bassett up. And then Ronan and... and yeah, Ronan and Max. Ronan and Acosta. Yeah, Ronan yeah, and Preso yeah. with double six. Just to really help the defense. Kind of do the job of uh, Jack Price between two players, which we saw last year. Where you had, um, I think it was, who was last year? Acosta and... It was mostly Acosta. But they had yeah. two players kind of playing that pit double Sure, pitch, sure, yeah, yeah. Acosta and Warner. Felipe really would play back a yeah. lot, too. Yeah. So maybe you got a, a double pivot to do the job of Jack Price, kind of keep everything intact. And then up top, you maybe put Bassett in the middle and you do him as a false nine and yeah. bring him back down as a 10. And then you got two double strikers and... In a tiny barrio. little striker sometimes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> tiny little strikers. They're tiny, but <laughs> if they score, who cares? Take like, what we score, can get, like, man. Yeah, like, but like you put two speedy guys with Bassett that hopefully can get yeah. the balls behind that. Uh, yeah. Send it Bassett back to Bassett draw, at the top back yep. to draw yep. the center backs it, out. Then, then we're sneaky. Exactly. I want, and I want we Max. play sneaky. And, and I want on Max defense, what do you do? Defense, you drop back five, bring back four. You do a three, and then you're good on defense. And then, again, another fluid counterattack with maybe Jay Lou or Mikey on top by itself. I do want to see – I think Mikey and Lewis makes the most sense if you're going to bunker down and just try and win via counter. Right. I think that's pretty mm -hmm. much where all offense will be in this game is Lewis and Mikey over the top making magic on the wings. I don't – like, Acosta and Ronan together, you know, probably pretty decent possession. Yeah. But, you know, Bassett hasn't really been a – a ball magnet by any stretch, right? Um, it's a it's an interesting problem, and I just worry that we're gonna kind of see something we've already seen, and I think it's gonna be relatively underwhelming when you finally see that eleven. Would you guys take the same game that you guys saw against San Jose on the road again in Austin? Yes, but with a draw. Yes, hundred percent. Sure, draw on the road. Yes, yeah, draw on the road. Yes, okay. Points. Yes, I'll road point. Give I mean, me road point. I agree with you. It's also gonna be really underwhelming. It's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be like, even if you do get the draw and it's like a 1-1, zero, 0-0, zero, like, it'd be really underwhelming. They're in a tough spot. They're in a super tough spot because you haven't accumulated points in this tough stretch. I Four games in, I expected at least four points, a point a game. Whether it be four draws, one win and a draw, 
or even one to four, three to four points is what I expected so far. Not one point in three games. You yeah. need to accumulate these points yeah. because as the year goes on, guys get tired. They all count the same. We talked about they, it they about this time last year. Yeah, exactly. And like you after just the Charlotte draw, we said they all count the same. And you just need to accumulate them because you just don't know what's gonna happen. And you got to be aware of that. What if another player goes down? Knock on wood. Jesus. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's because these are things that, like, <laughs> now with this, the Rapids have the curse on them. Like, they have something wrong. Like, And, again, it might just be they're bad. Like, it's completely plausible, you know? But it's also, you got to be aware of what's going to happen in the future. And you got to accumulate these points. Because you don't want to be Vancouver in 2021 where you're scrambling last minute to try to, like, get into the playoffs. You don't want that. You don't want that heart attack for you, as you as a fan and you as a player. Like, it's just not fun. You want to cruise into the playoffs, and you want to go in there with rhythm and time to actually, if you're going to try to actually make a run for this thing. And I know you're like, we're talking playoffs, playoffs, whatever. But if playoffs and winning the MLS Cup is not your goal, then what is your goal? That's a great question. <laughs> what are you doing in damn league? This is kind of what we were talking about when, just the when we were just kind of going off the top during the the losers lounge right when we're just like what are we even doing dude <laughs> like it's just so tough man and this is gonna be number one i'm i think this is going to be the best cole game we have seen in a long time yep and i'm not basing that on his play so far but i do think he understands the gravity of the situation based on his post game comments and his just sort of demeanor this week. I think he's ready to really force this game's hand by himself. Part of it is you just, I'm not saying they don't, but part of it is you just got to give a damn. Yep. Play with intensity. Yep. You can only do so much tactically. You can only do so much moving around the squad. You can only do so much motivating. You can only do so much as a player. If you don't give a damn, if you don't want it as bad as the other team, there's a very low chance you're ever going to win. It's about wanting them more than the other team. And right now, it feels like they don't want them more than the other team. And I'm not saying that's how they are, but that's how it feels as watching from the outside in. Austin's not going to feel sorry for you. They're going to be like, oh, Jack Bryce is hurt. Oh, you guys are missing two of your your, your, your only two strikers. Oh, we'll go easy yeah, on I'd you. They don't give a shit. Yeah, I'd be They're coming so that. hard. Yeah. Dude, like they are, they are down so bad. They got embarrassed in CCL. They've had a rough start to the season. And they're looking at the Rapids and licking their lips. They are ready to pounce right now. Also, B-Ray brings up a great point. That's Zarda's goal. He, uh, oh, man. We, did we talk about this here? No, we talked about it at practice. Oh, yeah. Always, man. It is always. I feel like it's always the former <laughs> Rapid that comes in and... It's always the former Rapid. Right. It's always the former Rapid that hurts the Rapids. Shout out, Kevin. You're the man. Thank you. Um, <laughs> love that. And I, and I um, take yeah. that work. But, like, these guys, I, I mean, obviously they understand that message that I just yeah. said. It's not like they're clueless of being professional yeah. sports players. But you really need to see an attitude change and a putting the hard hat on. I'm here to fuck shit up, for lack of a better term. Do you feel like... Because this team is so young and so new that maybe this and, – and, I again, I'm just ma making – this is just a thought. Um, I have no evidence to back this up. Is this team trusting the process too much? You know, are they, are they looking at the coaching staff, getting orders and following orders – 
and just kind of running through the process. Um, because I feel like, I don't know if that's it, but, you know, we talk about whether this team is showing the heart, you know, whether or not they got that dog to get in there and get gritty and, and like fight for a win. Um, you know, and, it, and it's hard to see that a lot so far with this squad this season. Um, are they relying too much on process and strategy and not enough on being gritty and creative and and fighting for that win? If, if that's the case, then that's when you blame Frazier. Yeah. Honestly, if that's the case, if you're and trusting I don't the know. process. Again, no data no. whatsoever for that. It's just a thought. No, but know? if that's true. I like then that you, train of thought. If that's completely true, then that's when you start blaming Frazier. And then that's when you look at your coaching staff and it's like, why are you not instilling these things that are going to help you win and be gritty instead of things that are not helping you? Yeah. Like, why are you not doing the correct thing for your team? That's when you actually can blame Frazier and look at him and like, if you're just trusting the process, you're doing what your coach is asking of you and you're doing it 100% and you're not getting results, that's when you look at coach and like, maybe it's a time that you change what you're thinking. Maybe it's time to change what you're telling me. <laughs> And that's when I can get the frustration from a bunch of the fans and a bunch of the people on Twitter. It's like, well, Frazier, yeah. And if it, it comes down to that, that the players yeah. are doing 100% what Frazier's asking. And they're going out there and working hard. And they're doing what, what is being asked of them. And they're still not getting results, not doing the correct yep. things. That's when you look at the coaching staff. That's when you look at Frazier. That's when you look everybody involved in the training grounds and tell them, why are you not telling these guys the right thing? If the same, the, the definition yep. of insanity it's doing the same thing over again, expecting a different result. Yep. And if it keeps going this way, at some point, you got to look at the training staff and it's like, why do you keep trying the same thing if it's not working? Right. And it's like the players have blame. But at what point do you also have to look at the coach and be like, if they keep doing the same thing and it's not working, why aren't you changing it? That's a good point. I just want to say real quick, B-Ray, yeah, it's this week the Rapids Twitter will suck. Oh. Definitely, it's only this week. Doesn't always ever suck, for sure. By the way, Only this yeah, week. I, I think everyone's done pretty well on Rapids Twitter this week. I think I mean, we all gave general, up. <laughs> there's, a, there's a general <laughs> sadness, but... Um, That's true. You know, no one's been mean, so... No. And again, good for of, you. Most, of, most of you guys are good. Even the <laughs> the guys, the people that are usually sad and miserable, are usually even pretty good. And if you talk to them and you fight with them on Twitter, they respond to you nicely at the end and be like, for "All right, <laughs> yeah." Again, like it's not like a I was super... just joking. Twitter just sucks in general. Yeah, twi- I mean, um, Rapids Twitter sucks. All right, two times let's get more. into the biggest problem at hand. We've put it off until the third segment. We're going to talk about Jack Price, but first, we're going to talk about the homies, the homies at Illegal Pete's. This episode of the DNVR Rapids podcast is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. This March, donate by drinking. It's vodka for the kids. It's as easy as that. Illegal Pete's is teaming up with Tito's and Denver's Youth on Record program to help raise money for future musicians of Colorado. Uh, Youth on Record provides underprivileged children in the Denver community with music-based strengths and skills that will give them the platform they need to accomplish their dreams. For the entire month of March, Illegal Pete's will donate $1 to Youth on Record for every vodka fresh press sold. Stop by one of Illegal Pete's 10 Colorado locations, order a Tito's fresh press, and know that your money is going to support Colorado's next big star. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. That was well done. Thanks. I like really that. nice it's reading vodka there. for the kids. It's a nice read. Um, if you're not a vodka person... Just be a vodka person for this month and help the kids. Just buy the vodka and throw it away if you don't want yeah. to. Like, or well, give it to somebody in the bar. Like, buy somebody else a vodka. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, buy your friend a vodka. That's yeah, really right. nice of you. Or stranger. Um, man, I wanted to give my tip of the week, but it encourages drinking not vodka for the kids. So I don't know what to do. You know I'm what? Kind of out of options. Actually, I know my tip of the week. <gasps> Mitch is Pete's tip of the week. All right. This week I like we how that theme song changes every, <laughs> every time. It's never actually the same, but it's close enough that no one knows except for us. Um, so this week we had... Uh, Mr. Backus of Backus and Shanker. It's true. Came into the office and he got the whole tour and we had a big lunch. Kyle and Backus. Was, we've seen him not just on buses. We've seen him in person. We've seen him real um, live. Not just buses on buses on buses. Correct. Uh, we had lunch and it was catered by Illegal Pete's. True. It was delicious. We all had some queso. We all made our own little bowls or tacos or whatever. You can get breakfast caterings. You can get... Hold on. I got to... <laughs> oh, I'm not going to see this. I hate this. Okay. Um, but you can get a nacho bar catering, and it is no doubt the best way to turn up a party is to be like, oh, by the way, go hit the nacho bar in the back. Right? Like, come on. So uh, there you go. That's my tip of the week. I love your tips. Catering. Get Pete's catering for a party. Everyone will be happy. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Let's talk about it. Jack Price. Oh, man. Jack Price out for the season and more for sure. Ruptured Achilles. Um, where do we start? Yeah, yeah, you start. The way I would start this is we hope you're getting better, Jack. We, we saw that you got surgery. We want a speedy recovery. Uh, but at this point, we've got to be a little bit realistic as well. You're without Jack this whole year. Maybe even a little bit of next year, if, and I'm going to say this again, knocking on wood, if he ever comes back. Because at that age, oh, man, with don't the say history like that. of injuries that he's had in the last couple of years, and that specific injury for a soccer player is really hard to come back from. It's really hard to come back from and be effective again. It's hard to come back in any sport from an Achilles. Your tendon's like the size of a quarter. Exactly. And again, I'm not wishing this on Jack. I hope he comes back because we clearly the Rapids need him. Uh, yeah, clearly. But at this point, you also got to start looking not just this year, the future, because now you're looking. And Ronan might be the answer there. But I'd rather have Ronan play that double late because of his creative and how he pushes the ball forward. Mm -hmm. Have a double late with Max or Bassett, and I think that would be a lot better for Pushing the offense a little bit. Sure. So I think it's time to unleash Preslow full time. You want to go back to your... So, okay. This is kind of how we're framing this conversation because I think we're slightly out of ourselves. Is We're talking amongst ourselves. How do you replace Price? Yeah. Right? Clearly, this is the, 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 the key cog in the machine. This is, the, this is what makes the Rapids a playoff team is when Jack plays and it makes them not a playoff team when he doesn't. If you only have one point through four and you don't have that guy for the rest of the season... Right. So what do we do? And we're, we're, you know, we've talked about it on air, off air. Mm -hmm. But now we all kind of wanted to bring our own solutions to the table. If you have yours, drop yeah. it in the comments, obviously, or hit us up on Twitter. But Yaya is going to start us off with his solution in-house and why it will work. My in-house solution it has to be release preso. He hasn't been good, honestly. He has it. He has good moments. He has moments where you can see the talent. You can see. But... A player's never going to get good if he doesn't have minutes. How do you get an experienced player? By giving them minutes. By letting them play. Let them play through their mistakes. It already feels kind of like a lost cause, even though it's not. There's still 90 points at play this season for the Rapids. There's, st there's still hope for a good season. But 
if you're already at this point, it might just be let Priso go all out. It might be Priso, you know what, dude? We're going to put you at that six. Be a dog. We're going to let Ronin play that double eight. With the back five behind you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm into you, that. Right now, you have... Um, right now, you have Ronin playing that six. Because you were looking for a little bit extra. But maybe it's time to unleash number eight, Ronin, and let him push up. Hop the offense. Be a little bit more creative. Because it feels like he's one of the more creative players in that midfield. And then let Priso just be that dog in the back where he can patrol the defense and patrol the midfield. The six is so critical in Frazier's structure, though. The whole I mean, like, the MLS is just like built it's around true, the six. But he, I don't know if he has had an accurate pass in a month. Yo, I honestly don't like. I I can't think of a good pass he has completed so far, and maybe it's okay, right? Maybe it's okay. Maybe you do just throw him out and say, hey, you know what? We're probably not challenging for a playoff spot. Maybe a playing game. But if we get the playing game and develop Preso, maybe that's okay. Yeah. Maybe that's okay, Dwayne. What do you think? This is sad talking about all of this. I know. On your birthday, you lost your favorite player and you weren't even at the You're game. You're not allowed to have a birthday so, ever. Yeah, sorry. Your birthday is... We're canceling Dwayne's birthday forever. It's my fault. It's my fault. We um, know it's your fault. Um, you don't got to tell us. Yeah, we know. We're well aware. We talked about it for an hour on the post game. You know Can't. what? Big Brain is saying it was the groundskeeper. <laughs> Wrinkly Big Brain is saying it was Dwayne's Galaxy birthday. Brain. <laughs> Galaxy Dwayne's brain. fault. Dwayne's fault. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> Doing favorite player too, by the way. I, uh, favorite rapid ever. Ever by matter. a mile. It's, we it's all know. That's your guy. He's my guy. Um. Uh, here's the thing. I'm not super worried about replacing Jack from a positional standpoint. Interesting. Um, I can put Acosta in there and feel okay based on what we saw last yes, year. I think so too. That's probably my solve um, based on what I just said is I'm not as worried positionally. The The true pain and damage with losing Jack Price is the leadership component. Um, so I'm not as worried positionally because I do, I have confidence in our midfield. Like, I think our midfield has overperformed so far. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. Um, but I don't see it as, as a big weakness on our squad. I think Ronan has a lot to do with that. But it, it's where is the leadership going to come from? Um, Bassett said when he came back that he wants to be one of the leaders on this club. Um, cool. Like, I don't know what Bassett's like on the pitch. Um you know, I, I've only known him when he when he's come on the show, um, and when we've talked to him. Uh, but he, he's a very quiet dude in those senses. So I don't know if uh, he is loud enough to be the guy who's going to um, be the field commander that we need. That prices where he's literally yelling and pointing for guys to get, you know, in position or, or where to send the ball. So maybe it's time that someone unexpected steps up. You know, um, we don't know Ronan very well either. And I'm not trying to put all this pressure on Ronan. I think because Ronan's that guy. I, I, he feels like it certainly feels like he's going to be the guy. He's but I'm dope. not putting the pressure on him because he has the Wolves connection or he has the England connection or, or whatever. Great Britain, not England. Uh, but whatever it is. If he is a guy who becomes very vocal, um, 
he could be that guy and, and he could grow into that position very quickly um, because of the urgency that it's needed. Normally you earn that as a, as a new player, a young player, you earn that over time from your, from your teammates. But in, in times of crisis and chaos and urgency, which is what we're in, um, maybe he's the guy and he jumps in. Um, and becomes that vocal, verbal leader that yeah. we need. And so that is what's more core important to me than the position itself. I miss Felipe. Yeah, this, uh, you talked about this too. I miss Felipe so <laughs> much, man. That's my guy. I wish he was here. I don't think, I don't think he's, I don't think you can get him until the summer window too. Yeah. Even if it was an option. Yeah. Um, he was a free agent too. Just man. a major bummer. Um, so, do you guys have a non-in-house? Who's your in-house first? Mine? Yeah, who's your in-house? Look, I think, I think developing Ralph is definitely a thing you need to do this year, for sure. I think it's Acosta for now. I think you kind of need to steady the ship first. Um, I think, think you want to see a lot of Max involved with dropping Ronan down. Um, and then I think it's Preso third on that list. For me, I just, his passing's been too rough, and you can't, offense is going to be so hard to come by, especially these next two games without Yappy and Rubio, right? Yep. That you can't afford turnovers and put that back line in those positions. Again. Sure. You just can't. Um, yeah, and as much as I like him, and I think he is a dog, and I think he can be a long-term Peace. stud number six in the MLS. I just, I'm not ready to see it. Yet, you need to salvage some points and soon. The thing about Priestlow, I will say, um, I, I do agree with that. The one reason I just want to like let him go out there and play sure. his game, it feels like he's been kind of like on a leash, like restrained. Man, yeah, in, in yeah. the way that when you saw him the few times you saw him last year, he ran out there and gave it his all. He lost the ball and, compl- and immediately got it back. He was a complete underdog. This year, it feels like he's kind of holding back a little bit, like it feels like he's not playing his full game. Fair. Like he's trying to find something I would else. Agree. And I feel like if you let him be, go out there and just kind of play his game, do what you got to do, I think he'll be a stud number six. That's what well, man, I want to see. I want to see Ralph and Max, right? And With I Ronan. want Galvan, and I want Ronan, and I want Yappy. But unfortunately, that is Wooden Spoon Central right now. Yep. Right? Basically. Yeah. And if you want to avoid Wooden Spoon and maybe catch a, a play-in game spot, stupid that it even exists but it's better than nothing i don't know i don't know i don't think there's a good solution and i think they're screwed and i think maybe next week we can look at possible transfer targets who do you who do you outside outside yeah you would have to spend some money because clearly that that piece is too important right so if you're getting someone you're spending some some coin Hector Herrera. Uh, yeah, Hector Herrera. <laughs> Hector Herrera. Uh, I was talking to Dwayne, and Dwayne knows my answer. Look at this week's opponent. Alex Ring. Ooh! Yeah, he's got, got a good good take. Alex Ring was... That's the, good! Uh, Alex Ring has been the captain of... What a take. Of, you ruled yeah. it. Alex Great Ring choice. has been the captain of Austin <laughs> FC for, since Austin FC has existed. Uh, beloved in that locker room. People around the club really like him. But Josh Wolf decided to bench him for his child, for Owen Wolf. And it cost a little, it cost a oh, little for bit sure. of oh, yeah. a ripple 
to be fair, Owen Wolf is what the Austin needed, and they did improve once Jack was put on the bench. Sure. And it might be time to change scenery. You know what I mean? Love it. He's been a captain for yep. Austin. Love it. It might be time to, hey, what do you want for your captain, man? We'll bring him on, and he might be the leader. He might grow into a leadership role that Jack had. He might be able to teach Preflo and Acosta a little bit. Also, Alex Ring has been playing uh, center back. Has been playing center back because they have they're depleted at center back right now. So he's he's diver he's a uh, multi positional. Sure. Alex Ring can also just bring a lot of different a lot of no I love that it. I think it's that great. Uh, Jack does, and it might just be time for him to leave Austin, come to Colorado, and make who change the scenery. Rapid the Rapids do this all the time. Change the scenery really helps guys out a lot of times. That's love a it. gamble that might be worth it, especially if you can get it for what. 100k in gam, 250 in gam. Probably be closer to 253. Because somewhere in there. Because he's been benched. Like right. he's clearly not part of. And the only reason he's starting right now is because Owen Wolf is leaving. Yeah. And because also they're depleted at center back. I love it. Let's so, do it. All right. That's we what gotta, I want. We got to wrap up. I could go on and on about this, and maybe we do a whole segment more on this next week. Um, or if it's a brutal game, maybe we'll just get into it on the post game to talk about <laughs> something else. Um, uh, guys, we obviously need to plug one thing before we do our usual send off. Uh, April 1st. Dwayne, what are you doing April 1st? I know exactly what I'm doing on April 1st. Yeah, yeah. Do you know you have plans April 1st, my guy? I do have plans April 1st. I hope your plans are the DNVR Rapids Takeover. It is the DNVR. Bro, it's gonna be lit, dude. Lit, dude. Uh, hanging out here at the bar. Breck brews. Good food. A bus. Buddies. Hanging with the fellas. Jumping on a party bus. More beers. Get to the C38 tailgate. More beers. Dev, Dev dogs. dogs. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. No, nope, can't <laughs> say anything. You owe me a Coke. Um, and <laughs> pizza and more buds. Everyone always shows up to that tailgate. It's going to be a great time. Rapids. Tickets all together. You can't talk. I jinx you. You owe me a Coca-Cola. I don't have a Coca-Cola. Well, that sucks. You should have gotten jinxed. But you jinxed, know what dude. I'll have on um, April 1st? <laughs> what? A sweet, sweet DMVR Rapids scarf. And you get a DMVR Rapids scarf. You can see it right there in front of me on the set. Um, So make sure... If you don't have tickets already or you have friends that are Rapids curious, maybe, uh, that <laughs> want to see what's going on, a little Pid curious action, uh, this is as fun as it gets. This is, where, this is where you see community. This is where you see, to me, what makes being a soccer fan and a Rapids fan fun is taking the bus out to the game together, chanting, saying vulgarities about the other team, hanging out at the tailgate and eating good food and hanging with buds. The soccer, yeah, you know what? It might not be great, but it's fun as hell. And it's fun to all be in there together, getting rowdy, having fun, hitting the Dales bar, getting on the bus, coming back to DNVR, and hanging with us when we go live for a post-game show. It'll be a lot of fun. Honestly, my family's really excited for this. And also, if you're down on the Rapids, at least you get to see some talented guys on the other side, too. With Carlos Vela, Palku, you get to see Buick, who was the golden and the golden yeah. list like it'll be fun it'll just be a fun time with it's a lot of DNVR peeps yeah, yeah like, dude it'll be a and lot you get of fun. to come back here to the bar and we're gonna do post game from in studio in studio post game you show. can come up here to the studio 
and watch watch the show live if you want. It's gonna be super fun. Um, Grant, deadline to buy these tickets. Uh, I want to say next Wednesday or Thursday. Around there for sure. Um, we have the tickets already, so there's not a deadline in terms of purchasing before they get released. But yeah, sometime next week. Um, and sooner the better. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes next Thursday, maybe even Friday. We'll come back to you on Twitter for the post, or we'll talk about it during the post game on Saturday. Guys, anything else we missed to plug? Uh, just real quick, B-Ray, it might be a million in GAM, but it's definitely going to be discounted if there is some sure. locker room issues there. Sure. Um, maybe, maybe 100K in GAM is too little, but maybe 500K, half of the million, might be worth for Alex Ring, and I think it would be a really good call by the Rapids. If they can get them around that price, because there's a lot sure. of problems in that locker room because of that one issue. Sure. All right. Guys, anything else you want to plug? Um, I want to plug DNVR underscore Rapids at Twitter. Follow us all the That's latest right. news. That's right. That's uh, right. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to us, Apple, Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. And if uh, you have a Rapids fan in your life that needs a little Rapid podcast, throw them our way. Straight up, dude. Dwayne? Not tailgate, allowed to talk. Tailgate, takeover. <laughs> Get those tickets. Also, give us a like on this YouTube video. Please, please, please like the video. Like us on the way out, guys. Thank you so much. Get your diehard membership. Get all your merchandise. Do all that. Become part of the DNVR crew. And more important than that is up the pids. <laughs>